Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God, and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. You know, when I was uh, um, doing some, uh, you know, singing lessons, and and uh, it's a it's a thing called speech level singing. I'm not going to give you a free lesson right now. It normally costs about $450 an hour. But you know, the biggest thing that uh, as adults we need to relearn to do, and that is breathe properly, um, because we get quite lazy in our breathing. We just breathe when we have to. We go up a flight of steps. We get to the top and go. <sighs> Oh gosh, it's the last time I'll do that, right? And uh, and really, whereas if you if we are uh, breathing properly, um, then the chances are we won't get out of breath as much. All right, as much. And so um, I want to pick up what I shared a little bit about. Uh, on a couple of our uh, midweek services that we had prior to Christmas and over New Year. And so we've got to learn to catch our breath. But the question that I want to ask you is not just about uh, oxygen in and carbon dioxide out. What I'm talking about here is who or what are you breathing in and what are you breathing out? How many know that what goes in comes out? The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what we are experiencing and what we are meditating on in our heart, what we're thinking about in our mind, always shows, always gets out. God wants us to experience new things. Can I get an amen? God wants us to experience new things in Him. He wants for us to experience life as good as it can be. Jesus said that in John chapter 10, verse 10, and I, and I quote it constantly. John 10, 10 says that He has, I have, Jesus has come to give us life and life abundantly. Now that's to experience all the aspects of life, highs and lows, valleys, mountaintops. It's not the journey, it's, sorry, it's not the destination, it's the journey. You know, all those beautiful little sayings that we have around our life. But the truth is this, none of it, none of it. Let me, let me hear you, let, let you hear me. Let me hear I just want to say something. <laughs> and I would like you to hear it. None of it means anything without Jesus. None of it whatsoever. Because he is the very, very source of our life. And so we have to understand that... Can I have that PowerPoint back? We have to understand that uh, uh, whatever comes out of our life is as a result of what is in 
side. Whatever comes out is as a result of inside. So the question that I ask is, what is your out? What is coming out? When we catch that breath, what comes out? Sometimes for, has, have any, has anybody sighed heavily lately? It's just, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's a frustrating sigh. It's a, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a, you know, you're wearing silly hats on a boat and you're fishing. Life can't get much better than that, right? Or, or two, two twins. Twins have just gone to sleep and Matt and Emily sit back and go, and no sooner have they finished that breath, they're asleep. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, it's just we are relaxed. But often... Breathing out can look like a sigh of relief or it can look like a sigh of frustration. And both are equally human. But I want to say to you today that the Holy Spirit longs to fill you afresh, longs to help you in those frustrations, longs to fill you anew. And I believe that he's going to have us on a journey this year in doing that. You see, we can either breathe a fire that burns others or we can breathe the fire of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is actually described as a fire. The Bible actually says that God is a consuming fire that it's difficult to walk with him just a little bit. (laughs) But we can resist. But I get a sense that what the Lord is calling for us as people, as individuals, as a church family completely and within this great community of Melbourne is that he is a consuming fire. He wants every part of who we are. And he enhances it. He he takes every part of who we are and takes us to brand new levels. But sometimes we need some help. Sometimes we need some intervention. Friends, this morning is that help. This morning is that intervention. I'd just like you to just put your hands out right now and say, Holy Spirit, help me. That's it. Holy Spirit, help me. We know that God is three in one, Father, Son, and his Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God who breathed life into Adam and Eve is here today. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Help me. I just want to give you, give you an opportunity, just, just like an act of faith, breathe him in and breathe out just all the attention, all your worry and concern right now. It's just like, I breathe you in just as an act of faith, Jesus, and I just want to breathe out all of that, the, the rubbish, just the, the, the waste and the carbon dioxide that, you know, that, that the, the waste that I don't need anymore, Lord, just give me a refreshing today in Jesus' name. Amen?
Now, it's important that we stop and that we recognize Holy Spirit, that we recognize and we, and, we, and we say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come in your power? Would you come in your presence? Because so often we, we cry out to Jesus and it's Jesus, we need more of you. Anybody cried out to Jesus? Jesus, we need more of you. We need your help. I need your help. But you know what happens is that it's like Jesus sends through the power and the breath of the Holy Spirit exactly that help. Yes, he sends the angelic host to to maintain and look after us and intervene. But at the very heart of the matter, it is the Holy Spirit who works within our life. And we need to stop and recognize. We need to bask and allow that time to be spent and say, Jesus, breathe upon us again so that we can live that life of adventure that we can live a life that's spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy even, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, the Bible says there is freedom, there is liberty. Amen? Who wants more freedom and liberty in God? I know I do. I know I do. My Bible says that wherever there are two or three gathered, he's in the midst. My Bible says that, uh, in, that in John chapter 14, whatever we ask of the Father, Jesus said that he would do it. That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? Isn't it? Is that challenging for you? I know it's challenging for me because I want to make sure that I'm asking the right things. I want to make sure that I'm in line with his will. I want to make sure that I am exactly where he wants me to be. Amen? So 2023 is the year of catching our breath. 2023 is the year of catching the breath of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Amen? So we've been talking a lot about how we respond to the presence of God. We've been talking a lot about uh, the fact that there's, there's no definitive answer other than it should be genuine. Our response should be genuine to the Holy Spirit, to the presence of God, and it should be appropriate. How many have heard the scripture that says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess? that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now we have to understand that when Jesus comes in the fullness of his glory, in the fullness of his power, that scripture will be, has been fulfilled. We have to understand that because, you know, we, we used to often talk, you know, what if, what if the very, you know, embodiment and the, and the very, what if Jesus appeared to every single person in the room right now? Whether he was on the stage, down the back, sitting in the back seat, whether he was sitting beside you, how would you respond to his presence? Well, I'll tell you what would happen. I think there would be an involuntary, every knee shall bow. (laughs) And every tongue would confess, surely, Jesus, you are the son of God. Friends, that is our posture every day. Because Jesus is present with us all the time. Amen? The difference is, is while we are are here on earth, we get to engage our will and we choose and we say, Jesus, you are present and we worship you. Jesus, my knee will bow. 
and my tongue will confess that you are the King of kings, that you are the Lord of lords, and I worship you with everything that I am and have. Friends, that is our choice. Let me tell you, he's coming again. He loves you and he's coming again. Friends, Jesus is coming again. He said it that he would and we ought to be like the wise virgins the Bible talks about that were prepared, that were ready, that had their knee bowed and said, yes, I recognise you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. Amen? We need a strong presence of God in our life in this day and age. How many would agree that our community needs more of Jesus? Amen? Then you would also agree that we need, the church, this church family needs more of the manifest presence of God. There was a few less amens on that one. Maybe you didn't hear me. Would you agree that we need as a church to experience more of the manifest presence of God? You, you, you may not know what you're, what you're agreeing to there. Well, I'll give you some insight. It looks like healing. It looks like provision. It looks like health. It looks like lives saved out of certain self-destruction and, and, and into life. It looks like lives snatched from uh, demonic power and, and, and opposition into a life of fulfilment. It does look like a, a life of warring in the supernatural, but it also looks like a life of continual presence, continually experiencing the joy that strengthens us, amen? So would you agree that we need, as a church, more of the manifest presence of God? I would undoubtedly say a big yes. Then would you continue to agree that it only comes through the grace that he gives us? It's not really anything to do with us Aside from our yes. Hello? That grace then inspires us to a greater hunger. A greater hunger for more of him. How many know there is a common saying at the moment that fire falls on worthy sacrifice? If we take the principle of the Old Testament that... You know, uh, when, when uh, offerings were made, burnt offerings were made to, uh, to God um, as on behalf of, you know, the sin of, uh, of the nation or sin of an individual, uh, those offerings would be made and they would be burned to the Lord. There is countless stories in the Old Testament of where there was an offering made to the Lord of which the Lord came down as a pillar of fire and burned up that offering, that sacrifice. Many, many stories. I, I'd be pretty weirded out by that, would you? I, I, I would probably tremble. That gives me a good idea that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that God is Lord, that Jesus is Lord. Hello? 
Would you be the same? Like, you know, we brought in an offering, whatever it might be, and put it down there and we said, Lord, it's all yours. And then this fire came down and consumed it. How would many would deny the very presence of God? Oh, no, they put a flamethrower up in the roof, mate, and, um, you know, they just went down. Okay, so what happened to the big cow that was there? (laughs) Uh, Well, as it came down, we all closed our eyes. You quickly took it away, and then I opened it, and it was gone. There might be those who would doubt. There might be those who would, who, would, uh, who would ridicule even. But you would know in your heart what would happen. You would know undeniably that the presence of God has been manifest in the room. If fire falls on a worthy sacrifice, then Jesus has been the sacrifice for us. Because on our own volition, we are not worthy. But Jesus, through the finished work of the cross, has positioned us as worthy. But friends, just because Jesus has completed that doesn't mean that we still need to get up on the altar. Jesus put it this way. If you want to follow me, If you want part of me, then you must take up your cross. You know what that means? That means that we live a life daily of surrender. That he gives us choice, that he gives us will, but we are constantly in that place of surrender. I surrender to your will, Lord. Not my will, but yours be done. Lord, where I have needs, God, you know of my needs even before I speak them. But Lord, I am petitioning you, petitioning you, and I am contending for the more of the manifest presence of, of you, Lord, in my life. So, Lord, that you would be glorified through every Everything that I am and have and all that I do. Friends, that is what we need to do. We need to get up on the altar. And sometimes life gets a bit difficult and we get a bit cranky and we crawl down off the altar and we say, no, God, I know how to do it better. I'm going to go do it my way. And he's the great shepherd. Jesus is the great shepherd that says, hey, come on. You tried that before. Come on, you need to get back up on the altar that we lay our life down. Amen? Amen. Romans 12 says it this way, that we are to present ourselves a living sacrifice. Paul says it very, very strongly. He says, I beseech you, therefore. In other words, he implores us Understand this number one principle that we must lay our lives down. Does that mean we don't get to engage in in the wonderful things in life? No. Does that mean that we live a life of punishment? No. What it means is that when we lay our life down, Jesus raises us up far greater than we could ever do in our own strength. So if it's true 
then you would also agree that God always responds to our eagerness to see and experience him. Some would say that he moves according to how hungry we are to see him move. Hello? I guess my next question is how hungry are we? My next question is how desperate are we to see him move in our life? Now, after the last couple of years we've had, that sounds, that sounds like an, an extraordinary effort. <laughs> and some of us are tired and some of us are, are limping toward the finish line. But what if, what if Jesus wants you running? Paul said it, that he runs towards, he runs the race that he's running. He lands his punches. In other words, he doesn't flail around in the air just swinging his arms. He runs his race that God has put before him. As I talk to more and more people, I'm hearing that people are tired. We went from lockdown and things being eerily quiet to a full-on sprint. Anybody relate? Now, as we see the start of this year, some may have the feeling of what on earth happens next. Friends, the reality is this. We need the Holy Spirit, no matter what happens next. You see, there has been one thing that is constant throughout all of the Earth's history. No matter what has happened, God has always prevailed. His church has always prevailed. Christians have always thrived and prevailed, often where there's been the most persecution, and still to this day. So in the natural, we breathe in fresh oxygen and then we breathe out a mixture of unused oxygen and carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide, friends, is a waste gas that our body needs to get out of its system. But with each breath, we replenish and get rid of the waste that is toxic in our lives. Friends, the Holy Spirit is the fresh breath that we need to shake off the things of our past, to shake off those things that so easily draw us and pull us down and bring us into that life full, fulfilled and running towards the end of the race. Friends, I believe that we need the still need the breath of the Holy Spirit and we need to breathe out the toxicity of what has been the last few years. Yeah, you can say amen. If you believe it, if you say yes, Job chapter 33 verse 4. Some of us know the story of Job of where he had it all, then it was all taken from him. He didn't lose it. It was all taken from him. And then uh, from having it all, it was all taken. And then uh, uh, he was like, woe is me. Even his wife said, Job, just shut up. 
crawl up in a, in a ball and die. That's, that's what you should do, right? She was a real encouraging one to have around. And so, you know, and so some of his friends said, you know, you can make it. Some of his friends said, look, you should listen to your wife. But he said these words. He said in Job 33 verse 4, the Spirit of God has made me. First statement, number one, he recognised who his creator was. He recognised who his source was. The Spirit of God has made me. You know what the Spirit of God is? It's His breath. It's His breath. You are alive today. You are alive and well today because of the breath of God. You are alive and well today because God said, you shall live and not die. Then he goes on to say, the breath of the Almighty gives me life. The breath of the Almighty. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the Spirit. He, the released Spirit of the presence of God Himself. John chapter 16, verse 13 to 15 says this, But when He, being the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth comes, this is Jesus speaking, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not... How many know that the world needs truth right now? I was watching an interview last night and, you know, I didn't know Prince Harry's name is Harold, but there you go. And, um, you know, I'm curious as to what's going on there because it is something. It's something. I haven't quite worked it out yet, but it's something, clearly. But, you know, but, but he talks about how the media is spinning all these different things and people are just lapping it up as though it's fact and as though it's true. Friends, we need the spirit of truth. And there's only one source of that. And that's the Holy Spirit. As a friend, as a comforter, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own initiative. Isn't that amazing that even the breath of God doesn't speak on his own initiative, but he only speaks what he hears the Father speaking? Isn't that a phenomenal concept? That's too big for today. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he, get this, how's this for promise? He will disclose to you what is to come. <sighs> wow. That's through the word. That's through the spoken word of God. That's through the heard and the discerned word of God. He will glorify me, being Jesus, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Wow. Friends, that's not just a conversation between Jesus and disciples. That's a conversation between Jesus and you. Because you're a disciple, you're a son and daughter of the living God. Jesus shows us what the Spirit will do for us and through us. He will also identify that when the Spirit moves and acts, it's because the Father is at work in our lives. Friends, recognise that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the very breath of God is available to you today. It's available through the Word. It's available through times of encounter with him. 
when we're in worship, when we're driving our car, when we're walking down the street, when we're speaking to somebody, as we're speaking life, do you not understand that you are a walking encounter with God? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching. Why would it say that? Because how many know we've got a bit to learn? Hello? We've got a bit to learn, don't we? Has anyone made it yet? Anyone in the room? Have you, do you think you've made it? No, because we've all got so much to learn. And in God, he is always guiding and, and, and drawing us along. Amen? It's profitable for teaching, profitable for reproof. In other words, its, it's goal is to prove what God is doing. So if we see, uh, you know, some of you may or may not know, I, I've been healed of stage four cancer. Why am I not surprised by that? Because his word says so. So it proves. Was it just some mistake? No, because his word has reproved. It's for reproofing. Amen? For correction. Why would it say that? Because everybody knows that I need correction. Anna? Anna is the loudest, yes. My wife must be so close to God because she never needs correction. We all need correction, right? Do we love getting it? Ah, but the Bible says, the Bible says that when the Father corrects us, it's because he Oh, wow. Wow. You know, I, I remember when, look, we, I'm done, but I, I remember when, uh, when, when, when my dad came to me once and, you know, I needed a bit of correction. I know you find it hard to believe, but, you know, I, I needed a bit of correction. And he, and he said, you know, son, that I love you. <laughs> he hadn't even touched me yet. <laughs> I know that. Well, I knew what was coming. <laughs> you, know, you know that I love. And right? But a son who is left off to go and do his own thing, rebellious little snot, he doesn't know love. Listen, he doesn't know love. And this is why the Lord comes beside us. The Holy Spirit comes and he, and he guides us and he grows us. And he says, you know that thing that you're doing? It's really stupid. Stop doing that. I know you, you think you enjoy it, but it's going to destroy you. You know that thought that you keep on having and harboring? You know that bad attitude that you keep on doing? You know, are you walking in the fruit of my love? Are you walking in the fruit of my spirit? Hey, just lay that down on the cross. Get back up on the altar. Let that fire fall upon that worthy sacrifice and get on with a life that is full of love and empowerment and the richness of his glory in your life. 
Amen? Is that not God's plan for us? Love correction. For some of you, this might be a correcting word because you need to get up on the altar again. For some of you, it might be an encouraging word with a little bit of conviction. No condemnation here in this place. Because friends, we are all coming from a place of where we need Jesus. It goes on to say, for training in righteousness, that the word of God comes and trains us in the way that we should walk righteously before God and righteously before man. Because the truth is this, when you walk righteously, people will see it. People will see it. People will see it. I talked with a man a little while ago. Thanks, Sandra. That'd be great. I talked with a man a little while ago and he was talking about the rest of his family. And he had lived a life uh, that he recognises now in his old age that, that, that he made some really, really bad choices and allowed things, uh, allowed things to control him in a way that was detriment to his family. And then he was actually from that point of hindsight looking back and saying, you know what, I'd I'd love to change things the way that I said and the way that I lived and what I did. And he said, but you know what? My brother, my brother, he's done good. And it's because he didn't use these words, but let let me cut to the chase. He said, my brother made some righteous choices and he lived by them. And now his entire family is reaping the reward of his choices. See, the word trains you for righteousness and it affects more than just you. It affects generations after you. And here's... The end result. It's so that the man of God, the man and the woman of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. For every good work. For every good work. Friends, there's a work to be done. But we come to this moment and we come to this time We say, Jesus, we can't do the work without you. Holy Spirit, we can't do this without you. Holy Spirit, we don't want to do it without you. Holy Spirit, we come before you. And we ask that you would breathe upon us here today. Anna, would you come and sing, breathe. Lord, we just thank you for the power of your presence. I just invite you to stand. We're gonna sing this song as a declaration of faith. Some of you are making a decision within your heart. Some of you are making a decision within your mind. Some of you, you just say, Jesus, I need you. 
If you're watching online and maybe you've never heard anything like this before and you've never said yes to Jesus, I want to encourage you today. Take this moment right now and say, Jesus, I give you my life. Why not everybody here in this room right now just say that? Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Some people might say it as a point of surrender. Some people might say it as a point of desperation that they might say, Jesus, I give you my life. It might be a call. It might be a point of where you just need something to change. Friends, the Holy Spirit is the change agent. He's the change maker. He makes everything different. He takes you from a place of lost into a place of found. And He's the best one that does it. So right now, we're gonna sing together. We're gonna spend a long time, but I would ask you to engage your faith right now. You say this is the air that I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and His presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your Saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.